Welcome, one and all, to Anarchy in Space. Going for a foghorn type thing, close to the rocks. <laughs> I would I would have done different notes if it was a foghorn. I was, I was initially going for some Elvis, but then I changed uh. it so we couldn't be sued. Yeah. If you listen real close, you can hear wise men say, but... Uh, Elvis is dead, so I don't think he's suing much of anybody. Uh, Elvis is not dead, and that does not mean an estate will not sue you. <laughs> He's not dead. He just went home. And you know how we know this? How do you know this? Because Marvin Gaye's fucking asshole kids sued Robin Thicke over a song that doesn't sound fucking thing like their dad's song. It had a similar port- chord progression. N- no, it didn't either. Sure it did. no, they, no, were going didn't. Off, they were going off the drum pattern, and the drum pattern wasn't fucking even close. But we can sue for anything. You can, and if you're Marvin Gaye's children, apparently, like, the world is hands across America for you. Yes. Seriously, fuck Marvin Gaye's kids. Those people suck. Marvin Gaye? No, that dude's a, that dude was cool. Mar- Marvin Gaye can be a saint for all I care. Yeah. Fuck his kids, though. Fuck your couch! Right in the neck with the screwdriver. Anyways, so, we have a we have a big season finale here for season two, folks. Yes. And, man. One. It's huge. What's weird to me is it, like... It didn't feel like a season finale. Like, the episode before it almost felt more like a season finale. Right. Or, like, it should have just been one big episode. Because it was like, I don't know, there wasn't a whole ton of, like, big, big stuff happening in it. Right. But everything that happened in is really important and really does set up the next season. Yeah. Uh, which which thread do we want to pull on? We've got three three main ones. Uh, well, I guess we can pull on the, uh, the one that uh, started it all off. They find the protocol... Uh, proto-molecule monster uh, in the cargo bay just hanging out. And it's the first time we actually got to see the monster itself like in all of its full CG glory. Dude, and I, I frankly, I think they did a killer job on it. Like, it looks fucking scary. Yep. And it doesn't look out of place. Now, yeah. I think they're smart in that they're not doing a whole ton of like super wide, well-lit shots. Like, they're kind of putting it in dark rooms. Yeah, it was in a cargo hold. It's not very well-lit anyways. And, and it does kind of give off its own light. So... Well, exactly. And like, so it, it kind of has an unnaturalness about it also. Yeah. But so between those two things, like the suspension disbelief, I think is pretty easy on it. Yeah. Now they decide, well, we need to get this fucking thing out of here. So, you know, we've got a newly healed Amos. Yep. You know, remember he got shot in the last episode or the episode before that. We got He's been shot by Naomi and is now trying to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. So him and Holden put on their vac suits and they say, well, we saw guns hurt it before, so let's just go and start shooting the shit out of it and see what happens. <laughs> Typical American response. Let's just plug a whole bunch of holes in it and see what happens. Well, you know, Amos is, what do you what do you call it? What's that place on the ocean that, or based on the East Coast that really sucks? Baltimore. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a Baltimore boy. Amos is Baltimore's finest, you know? He's a Baltimore boy. <laughs> you know, and uh, what is it, Amos, or was it uh, Holden's, what, Kansas? Yeah, or was it out west? I can't if, remember where the isn't Kansas hippie out commune west? that it came from. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Kansas is west. At least it is to me. West enough. It's west of Ohio. That's all I need to know. <laughs> west of the Mississippi. That's all we really care about. <laughs> that's where those people talk funny. Yep. So they go down there, start blasting away as you would, because this thing literally ripped a hole. Like initially, they thought 
the holes were like they're going through looking at the ship to see, oh, well, what's the damage from like the debris from the uh, torpedo? Yeah. And as it turns out, there's a fair amount of damage, but nothing in comparison to the giant bay doors ripped open. Right. And they're watching on the camera feed, like all of a sudden, this blue fucking monster is just climbing around in there. Yeah. So much so that uh, Naomi said, What the fuck is that? <laughs> and they have to go, like, nobody else is like paying attention to the scan. And like, they have right. to go back to her, like, Fuck. Alex, who was even like, Oh, yeah, she's a tough old girl. She'll, she'll mend up well. And then, you know, he's just kind of like skipping through the camera footage. Yeah. He's just like, Whatever, we'll fix it. Yeah. Now imagine if she hadn't saw that and those two went out there and got their asses murdered. Yeah. So they're down there with welders, like, Yeah, we're going to weld some shit. Yeah. So, Let's patch some holes. So they end up sending Amos and Holden down there, and they just start blasting the fuck away. And they do manage to, like, knock it back a little bit. Yep. And in an effort to protect itself, it picks up some, like, just like one of the cases that you'll be down in your store. Yeah, big old cargo container. That, you know, magnetically seals to the floor. Yeah. And it has strong enough magnets that, you know, it can't, they're electromagnets, so that it doesn't wiggle around when the spaceship's flying through space. Right. And then he he ends up throwing it at fucking Holden. And so Holden's leg is crushed by this thing. Yeah. And the electromagnets, they can't manage to turn Stick off. Stick to the wall. Yeah. So he's being crushed perpetually by this thing. Yeah. Eventually, Amos, because like, well, there's nothing you can do here. Holden orders him the fuck out of there. And so it's just... Yeah, Amos has got a hole in his uh in his suit. Yeah, so it's just it's just Holden and the monster. And what what do we end up having? We, you, the monster just tears into Holden, and the rest of the show is Holdenless. Yeah, sure. No, that's not what happened. No, instead you find out. No, he the monster's like, yeah, fuck you, buddy. I just really want to get into this this floor. Why do I want to tear up the bulkhead of this this thing? Well, because there happens to be a nuclear reactor straight down from there, and uh, oh, that's what snap. it really wants. <laughs> And that's exactly it. So they're like, well, I guess we can kind of leave him to his devices and think up a plan. Holden doesn't seem to really be in danger because the thing doesn't care. Right. It's not a threat to him. You know, so he's stuck to the wall. There's, he's not going anywhere. So they, they're, they're trying a few things. They come up with a couple ideas. I think they're the idea that they have, the first one, the main one they plan on working on is going to kill Holden for sure. Yeah. Amos lies about it. The whole thing is they're going to try and eject the thing forcefully using air pressure. And like yep. welding doors shut, things of that nature. It does not work. They're, they, they're, they, they'd rather not do that. Option, we'll just put it that way. Yeah. And in all the hubbub, uh, they, they're trying something different because they wanted to stop tearing up the floors. They slow it down getting to the reactor. And so Alex has this brilliant idea. Hey, let's just shut the reactor off and just kind of then it won't know what it's doing necessarily. Right. At which point they do, and it all of a sudden just says, oh, well, Holden's here. Let's go tear him apart now. So yeah. <laughs> they basically give it until about the point Holden's about to die again that they turn the reactor back on, so it starts right. tearing them. It's like, well, we could have ripped up Holden or ripped up uh, ripped up uh, Rossi. We'll take the ripped up Rossi for now. Yeah. And it, long story short, so we, uh, we end up having a, a hero save everybody, and Dr. Prax manages to be the guy, the botanist. Yes. What the hell does the botanist do in space? Well, he uh, looked at some plants, and he got struck by, uh, by his muse, the plants, and uh, came up with a plan all his own. What's that plan? Let's just go get a, uh, a nuclear uh, fuel thing, sphere thingy, and uh, we'll just throw it out in space and hopefully it goes after it. So his idea is to, well, hey, if this thing's attracted to nuclear power, Maybe we're thinking about this all wrong. We're trying to force it away. But what we can really do is try and coax it away. Let's let's try and lure it away. 
with a much easier food source. Like, you know, plants will always try and find the easiest way to get the sunlight, try and get the nutrients, trying to get their stuff. Right. And so if we, we manage to create another nuclear reactor or nuclear engine, which we have in our nuclear warhead torpedoes. Yep. So essentially they take one of the nukes out of a torpedo and him and Naomi lure the monster out there with it. They shut off the regular engine and it gets a taste for it and starts chasing them on the outside of the ship until, man, they really milk it. You're thinking Prax is going to like die. Yeah, try to do something silly, like try to talk to it. Yes, he wants to try and talk to it. But instead he, he uses his brain. He just waits until that last second to throw it. Yep. At which point it does exactly what they expect. It jumps up into space. Because, like, while it's smart, it has, like, instincts, it's still, if there's anything human left in it, it's still only a child. Right. So its reason certainly isn't very, you know, well-developed. And it jumps off the ship, leaving them, and chases after the, uh, the warhead, at which point they turn the ship around and just fry it in the fucking plume off of the... Yeah actual exhaust of the the ship it's pretty good cg scene because it you can see it start to heat up starts to get that red and then next thing you know it's disintegrating yeah no it's dude i mean they, they did a hell of a job on the cg on this show I, I, for a sci-fi show it's definitely impressive yeah because sci-fi is we'll just say not well known for yeah good cg or they'll save all their cg budget for like a uh like a mid-season finale or a season finale um, they, and I think a lot of it is just, they, they don't, they didn't create a show that needed a lot of CG. Yeah. It's a very grounded show for a show about space. Right. You know, there's not a whole lot of fighting monsters. And so when they put it there, it's very, very specific why it's there. Yep. So everyone's happy. Uh, Holden survives. They get him in med and, you know, they're all healing him up. And the big bomb, I guess, of the, the show <laughs> is that now they're being honest together. They're coming clean about everything. And Naomi, Naomi has decided to <laughs> give the last secret she has. Yep. Now, just for the record, this is complete and utter bullshit. This is not the last secret she has. Naomi has a fucking closets full of secrets. That, yeah. Well, I don't know will ever truly be revealed. I have no idea how long the show will go. Yeah. If they'll have time to reveal the fucking <laughs> nest of secrets in that girl's world. Yeah, I think uh, with Naomi, or the skeletons in her closet have skeletons in their closet. It's probably the best way to it. Well, no, that's the problem. Is that they? That's absolutely the truth because... I think season five is going to reveal one of her skeletons. Ah. And uh, I've, I've actually, they have posted the episode titles for season oh. five on Wikipedia okay. so far. Nice. I'm pretty pumped about it. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that that means we're, we're definitely going to see it sooner rather than later. I'm pumped about it too because that's job security. So, <laughs> yeah, that means we got plenty to talk about. Right. But dude, trust me, there's plenty of sci fi shows out there if we have to. Pick up a new thing after this. True. Um, but anyway, so what Naomi comes clean about is she's, she she gives a big, like, long-winded speech about, look, we now know that no matter what we do, Earth has this, Mars has it, and it's never going away. It's just yeah. part of the world now. Humans are humans, and as much as we want peace, the one thing that you can be sure humans to do are going to fucking fight, and they're going to cause war. Yep. And, and the only thing that manages to keep them at bay is everybody else having the same implements of war. So I mean, I I did not throw our bit of the proto molecule into sun like I told you, and now Fred Johnson has it. Yeah, she gave it to Freddie Johnson. So at the very least, the Belters have some way of kind of participating, yeah. at least defending themselves in this situation. From there, you want to handle our our little B our little B plot or the C plot. Yeah, so I guess the uh, the B plot would be uh, Christian uh, and uh, Cotr and uh, Bobby Draper on the. Uh, on the pleasure cruise to hell. 
<laughs> so Kotiar uh, has been shot in the gut. So they're trying to defend themselves as best as they can. Uh, Bobby Draper then finds a little way out. She says, well, I can get down to, uh, to our ship, to this little uh, crawl space. And then that's when Kotiar says, oh, by the way, your, uh, your power armor is in there. You know, because just in case. <laughs> well, initially, the thought was that they would all go there. And then yeah. he's like, well, I've been shot. And she's too fucking old. <laughs> yeah, and that's the beauty of it is, she's like, yeah. yeah, she's she's old. <laughs> Definitely, she's too yeah. old for this shit. So they decide to have Bobby go and get her power armor and come and rescue them. Right. So we get a we get a good episode of Bobby just out kicking ass. Yeah. Being a being a super marine that she is. Except for the electrician who had to hold the door shut. So well, well, <laughs> it's probably one of, that's probably one of the best scenes in there. It's because she just totally mind fucks him. Yeah. Is like, like, is your master worth it? Convinces him, like, you don't want to, these are not the droids you're looking for kind of thing. Yeah, she does a little Jedi mind trick on him. Yeah. Well, and 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 at the end of the exchange, he actually asks her, could you, could you like, I don't know, rough me up a little bit and stuff me in a closet so they don't fucking get suspicious? Right. Because <laughs> he's like, well, I take my hands off of this. This all goes to shit. And then well, and she's like, okay, well, you know, you can do that. But I mean... If you do that, I'm still going to kick your ass one way or the other for right. fucking be over. So n- no point in this situation do you get out of here without your ass being just beat to pulp. Right. Now, let's try and rethink the situation. Is this guy you're doing this for really worth that? Yeah. Like, I'm going to kill you one way or the other. There's, there's a way we can kind of keep that from happening. So it, it, it ends up being like, they, they teach you a little bit because she does run into some guys. Like, is she going to get caught? Is she not going to get caught? She beats the fuck out of some dudes. Yep. She almost gets run over by an elevator in the... In the process. Yeah. Yeah. Just manages to get past in just the nick of time. Yep. And we didn't get a recycled line from uh, Die Hard. Now I know what a TV dinner feels like. None of that stuff. So Now, trust <laughs> me, there are some, some real fucking gushers. Uh, the... We get a little bit more of the backstory of kind of like the rationalizations that certain people have in this episode because we have Mao's. It opens up, you know, with Mao's people like, well, you know, they're they're trying to like reach an agreement, hey, like, hey, we'll let, you, we'll go. let you go, you and the Martian can go. Avis Ra is really the only fucking one we care about, so let's let's make a trade here or something. Yeah, you know, uh, Kotiar wants to say, well, we got to get somebody from you so that we can. Uh, you know, guarantee that we don't get shot out of the fucking sky and all this. Yeah, that was when uh, Mal's guy said, this is a yacht, not a gunship. Yeah, it's <laughs> a fun line. Yeah. So you've got that going on. And eventually, Hava Sarala's like, well, fuck this. I'm turning myself in. Yeah. You know, what is what? there's also the line where Kotiar's like, she's like, well, you, you, look, you know, you, you don't have to do this for me. He's like, don't, I'm not doing anything for you. Yeah. I owe you jack shit. Yeah. I'm protecting you for what I owe your son. Yeah. Because he would want that. Which I think really, which more clearly defines like what the real arrangement is here. Because they've kind of let you think that like he's doing it out of some obligation or guilt to her. No, it's not. And that's not. It's it's literally like the only reason I give a shit about you is because of your kid. And he would want this. And I do care about him. So we kind of established that. And just as Havasaral is about to, you know, be taken away. <laughs> Clank, clank, clank. The robot lady, supermarine, shows up in armor and just takes waste to the fucking room. Cause yeah, she just starts wrecking shop pretty quick. Because, hey, there's a bunch of people that don't have body armor on, and I'm wearing super armor. And human bodies tend to be uh, frail and squishy, so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Iron Man walking into a room full of people that aren't Iron Man. Right. And just beating the shit out of everybody in hand-to-hand combat, which is fucking hilarious. Throwing people around the room like they're little rag dolls. It's kind of a fun scene. It is a fun scene. So... 
we've kind of we've got that going on. The the C plot, it all takes place. Very, there's very little of it, but it's all kind of important to kind of build us up for what's going to be taking place next scene. Right there, it's on Venus. We're down there, and they're trying to decide. Like they can see that what what's down there is building at a certain rate. Yeah, like it's getting bigger and bigger, and they really want to, but they can't see really what's going on. Right, they just got some general ideas. The Venus atmosphere is a little thick. Yeah. Well, at some point, a Martian ship flies in there. Yeah, it just goes right past them. Fuck, <laughs> the Martians are going to get there before we do. Yeah, they're going to beat us. Going to beat us to it. And so they come up with a, a way that they're going to try and sneak in and catch what they can too. And so the Martians don't get, you know, don't beat them too bad, whatever. Right. And I guess as they're doing their descent thing, they're following the Martians and you hear, and they're gone. Yeah. Well, what do you mean they're gone? They just fucking disappeared. Which personally is not something I want to hear as I'm going down. Like, well, what the fuck did they just disappear for? <laughs> yeah, good and, old uh, Adam Savage, for those of you a little bit keen-eyed, one of the Mythbusters. <laughs> and I didn't even notice that, but yeah. uh, I'm gonna have to go back and and, and check, peep it, like because I do like the Mythbusters. I guess I would just, I think I, I think I saw it. And I think it just registers like some goateed white guy. Yeah, generic white dude number seven, right there. But we do get one of the coolest scenes in this season out of this because, well, we find out exactly what happened to that Martian ship. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you're seeing the glowworms. You're seeing the fucking fireflies yep. in the in their ship. And we all know what that means. Yep. Fireflies means, well, you've been infected by the protomolecule. It's all over the place. Congratulations. And the protomolecule is doing what it does. It disassembles things. And so we get essentially an exploded view of the space station sans the people. Basically, the entire space station explodes into its component parts Yep. Like explodes out like a crazy mechanical drawing. And you're just seeing the people, I guess, in their last moments. Yeah, floating in Venus atmosphere. Just watching this happen. And then all of a sudden, gone. Like they're yep. just vaporized, whatever. But this is, uh, it, it, was the st- it was one of the stages of, I guess, the protomolecule doing what it does. It just disassembles reality and kind of puts it back together, uses the matter to do what it wants. Yep. Just kind of see what's going on. Yeah, which is the most interesting thing about this is because, like, I mean, to me, what you're, I think we're seeing is that basically the protomolecule is kind of like the perfect nanotechnology. Yes. It, it's, it, it exists to go in and remake whatever it comes in contact with. Yeah. Because, you know, you put it on a planet, it'll start building cities. You put it on a fucking person, it'll start remaking the person in its own, like, perfect image. You know, it, it's, it's just very interesting. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is that other than, like, we would say the people... It's it's almost like it's not it, it doesn't have like a mind as far as like it's not it's not an it's not a villain it's not like a an evil thing whatever it is yeah it's just existing and doing what it does yes and sometimes people are matter and get in the way yep but something's going on on Venus and they never really tell us they just tell us that whatever is down there is expanding at right. X rate per whatever and that's kind of where everything ends we get uh, you know the last scene where. Fred Johnson's picking up the proto-molecule. Venus is doing something. Yep. Hava Sarala has been saved by Bobby Draper, and they need to get the fuck off that space station that they're on. Or yep. off of that pleasure cruise. Yeah. And then uh, this season ends on a uh, kind of a different note. Uh, we see uh, Dr. Strickland there putting uh, May on ice, put her in a little uh, casket-looking thing, and then uh, puts her away in a warehouse, kind of like a uh, you know the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. So... Get your little dun-dun-dun moment. Well, I mean, ultimately, we know what his project is. His project is the Super Soldier Project, and presumably, like, he's still plugging away at it. She's just another one of those uh, specimens that will eventually be it. 
Yep. It looks like it takes time to create them. It's not something that happens overnight. So whatever process they're going through, it's just cruising right along. Yep. Um, what does that mean for Prax, the series? I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, Prax kind of uh, admits to himself that he's never going to see May again because at one point he said, um, you know, I used to come home and talk about soybeans and she pretended to care, you know, and then he kind of used the past tense for kind of indicating. Pretends to care. Yeah, pre- then, yeah. Oh, it, pretended. Yeah. Well, what's funny in that scene is, because I mean, there's that there's that that fatherly thing where he's like, you know, I talk about soybeans and she'd pretend to give a shit. And like here, I'm actually living a life where everything I'm doing would probably be incredibly exciting to her. Yeah. And I don't get the opportunity to share it with her. Yeah. So I think he's come to come to grips with it a little bit. I, and what does that mean? Like he's come to grips with it. Like is, is, is they going to save her or not? We don't know. Yeah. I, that, that was why I kept pushing, I kept pushing hard leading the season up. Like, oh my God, how are we going to wrap all this up in the last episode? And the joke <laughs> being, we, they just don't, they don't even bother. Like yeah. <laughs> this, this could easily have been like a mid season, like episode. Like <laughs> the thing about the, the story behind all this, and like I said, I've read all but what will be the last book because it's not out yet. The story is so big and takes place over such a long period of time that, like, you can't really... There'd be be no way to tell it cleanly and just kind of leave things not open in some form or fashion. Right. It's, uh... Uh, is it still exciting to you? I guess to me, I guess my second time through the series, it's still fucking interesting to watch. And I noticed something every episode I didn't notice before. Yeah, like Adam Savage being a crew member. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to say this uh, season finale was uh, a little more exciting than the uh, first season finale. So we've we've definitely... Too much too much work in that first season. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff to go on. So I I don't know, kind of excited to see what happens in season three and season four. Well, and the thing is, is that like, I know, well, here's the thing we know, and we, we can glean it definitely from Naomi's speech is that the geopolitics are going to become a hell of a lot more important moving forward. Yeah. Like we've so far, like this season was very, very much an adventure to f- fucking find this person. Yeah. And the politics were in there a little bit, but you're, you we're really going to start getting into the Earth versus Mars versus Belters, like shit kind of hitting the fan stuff leading forward. Right. But now we got a situation where Earth, Mars, and the Belts all have the same big stick being the proto molecule. So your mom's got a big stick. <laughs> no, my mom wears combat boots. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anything else we need to get out here before we give them the, the technicals there, buddy? No, I think uh, everything got wrapped up. Pretty good. Got to see the monster in all of its glory, not in just like quick little shots where you don't really get to see it too much. So yeah, no, well, and that's uh, that's also cool because like I mean, so much of this season was was dedicated to turning Holden into Ahab. Yeah, like he was chasing his white whale, and man, did he chase that fucking white whale! Had a pretty good Amos line in this uh, in this episode when Prax said, uh, "You know an awful lot about killing people." That was a really good Amos line. Uh, there was actually a couple, a couple Amos moments that like I really appreciated in this. What was the other one that like I really, really enjoyed? I think it was it was him and Naomi talking, and he was like trying to apologize to Naomi about something. Right. Was, Naomi was apologizing to him about having to shoot him. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I've been trying to make my own decisions, and you know, they just kind of suck. I just they're not always good. Sometimes I make the wrong one. And she's like, well, look, everyone kind of makes the wrong decision sometimes. Yeah. It's like, no, we kind of let her as like, hey, congratulations, you're human. That is, this happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, saying that's perhaps the most inhuman man in the, in the crew. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that is that moment. Like you, 
It wasn't like uh, uh, you know a lot about killing people. It's just like you know a lot about people dying. Yeah. Because what he actually did is he explained like the potassium levels and the bone yeah. marrow. Yeah. Which isn't like a stupid, which isn't a stupid grunt thing to know. Right. Like he clearly is just very educated on death. Yes. Of all things. <laughs> so I guess uh, give us the technicals and let's get on out of here today, bud. All right. Season two, episode 13. It was uh, titled Caliban's War. Uh, it was directed by uh, Tor Freudenthal, uh, who also directed uh, Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters. So <laughs> uh, it was written by Daniel Abraham, Ty Frank, and Naren Shankar. Uh, came out April 19th, 2017. A little bit of a ratings bump from the last episode's uh, 0.581. Uh, we only got one more season with sci-fi. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll see how long those numbers mean shit. Pretty much. And then I don't know if Amazon actually releases their numbers or not. So, I mean, What would Amazon numbers mean? Uh, number of downloads, number of views, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a, the, this will perpetually draw forever on there because it's uh, once it's on the internet, like it, it changes. It's not... It's not uh, yeah, the old-fashioned Nielsen ratings no longer apply. So Yeah, I mean, people will watch this forever. Yeah. I've watched it twice through now, so right on, boss. Well, you have yourself a good one. Everyone out there, go out and uh, take care of space and shit. Yes. <laughs> don't, uh, don't go and start wars or nothing. Yeah, war bad. Which I think we can all agree on here. Yes. War bad. War bad. War bad, blowjob's good. Blowjob's very good. Exactly. <laughs> so take it easy, folks. All right. Out. <laughs>